Blog Talk Radio. Once again, we have, in the past eight and a half years, we're coming to you live from the EAL Radio Studio in St. Augustine, Ponte Vedra, Florida, and other locations around the country. Thanks for listening to Eastern Airlines Talk Radio. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and we have a great show for you tonight. You'll learn history and you'll like the music we've selected, I think. And to all the listeners around the world, we say welcome. Join us as we celebrate the life of Eastern Airlines every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Hello, Eastern Family. having you with us. My name is Chuck Albright. Coming to you from live, beautiful villages, Central Florida area, where the weather is time is 39 degrees, slightly rainy. Welcome, thank you, for listening and calling the show. You have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. In fact, we can now say we've become Eastern Airlines International Radio Show, with over 50 countries listening in. We love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called a show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say, hello, and talk to us on the air. We're live every Monday evening. You can identify many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio application. Isn't it great that we can keep the Eastern legacy going out to not only the Eastern family, but to listeners from many different countries around the world. That's what we try to do every week on the EAL radio show. Won't you join us by adding a voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.ealradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. And remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. 213 
816-816-1611. By the way, tell your friends about us. And don't forget, you can listen to any one of our 417 Monday night broadcasts and 75-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's Captain C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, and scrolling down through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described. We're getting very, very close to 500 episodes. Holy mackerel. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our host, we ask you to please mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. I see we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get flight 418 in the air. Tower Blur is Spotlights a diver at Acapulco. Referees a children's game at the pyramids of Teotihuacan. The sun warms a beautiful mermaid in Puerto Rico and covers the vacation paradise of Miami. Every year, more people choose this one for the sun because Eastern service is as warm as the destination. The year is 1926. Harold Picard and his company, Picard Aviation, pre to the Eastern Air Transport starts operation. Next year, it is awarded the New York-Atlanta Overnight Air Mail Service. Picard gets the lease of the Richmond Airport and is issued a permit to build a hangar and a shop. It cost around $14,000 at that time. And in November, Picard is awarded the Atlanta-Miami Air Mail contract. During 1927, 16,051 passengers were carried from its operation in Philadelphia at the Picarin Field. At the close of the year, Picarin is operating out of Richmond, Greensboro, Spartanburg, Atlanta, as well as Philadelphia headquarters. 1926 folks working for Picarin would probably be listening to songs like the one our producer has selected to be sung by jazz singer Al Jolson. Mr. Producer, how about spinning that 1926 song? I'm sitting on top of a world. I'm rolling along. Yes, rolling along. And I'm 
Thank <laughs> you. 
a call to arms brought Eastern into the war effort during World War II. Eastern's Military Transport Division was created September 1, 1942. And into the 1940s, Eastern was setting the world of aviation on fire. Mr. Producer, do we have an appropriate selection for our listening audience's pleasure? I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart I have but one desire. And that one is you, no other will do. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love. And with your admission that you feel the same, I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of, believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire, I just want to start a flame in your heart. I don't want to set the world on fire, honey. I love you too much. I just want to start a great big flame down in your heart. You see, way down inside of me, darling, I have only one desire. And that one desire is you. And I know nobody else ain't gonna do. I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just wanna be the one you love. And with your admission that you feel the same. I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of, believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire, I just want to start a flame in your heart. The ink spots. Ah, the 50s. Most of us around today can identify with this decade. Some of us were fortunate to land a job with Eastern Airlines. We saw the DC-3s disappear to be replaced by the Barton 404 and the Convair 440, both twin-engine aircraft. Much bigger aircraft like the Lockheed Constellation, the DC-4s, the 6s, and the Golden Falcons, DC-7B aircraft 
for carrying our passengers from New York to Mexico, San Juan, Memphis, St. Louis, Chicago, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Denver. Eastern acquired Colonial Airlines in the 50s, bringing to Eastern eight DC-3s and five DC-4s. In addition to the Colonial routes, Eastern was now serving Bermuda. Eastern added it to its great silver fleet by buying 20 Convair 440 aircraft to complement the Martin 404s that we were flying. As the decade of the 50s ended, Eastern had 40 Lockheed L-188 Electras. It turned out to be a great aircraft, but the timing was wrong. With the purchase of prop aircraft, Jet Age, as the Jet Age was just arriving. Wonderful airplane, though. Let's see what the employees and future employees were doing in their social life. Colleen? Well, growing up during the 50s, which most of us can identify with, here's what was in our lives. TV was limited, three networks, black and white, and a small screen. There was only one TV in the house, and that was usually in the living room. Programs included Howdy Doody, Romper Room, Captain Kangaroo, Saturday Morning Cartoons, Leave it to Beaver for the kids, I Love Lucy, Jackie Gleason, Ed Sullivan for the family. There were no really adult programs in our modern sense. In the Dick Van Dyke show and others that showed married couples, the couples slept in twin beds and always wore PJs. Of course, we had board games, lots of them, in addition to Monopoly. I like Chinese checkers. We played cards a lot, mostly poker, hearts, cribbage, and my favorite, canasta. <laughs> we read comic books, magazines, and books. A basic comic was 10 cents, and a fancier one was 25 cents. Paperback books were rarely more than 50 cents or a dollar, and the bookmobile at school was a big deal. We listened to music on vinyl records, and we danced. Did we ever dance? We rushed home from school to watch bandstand. Mostly, we kids organized our own games. Instead of having so many adult-organized activities, we played dodgeball in the street, and we had to post lookouts for the cars. We rode around on bicycles, and we played in the hollow out of sight of parents. And we played tag. For kids, parties were often school-sponsored affairs where beverages like Kool-Aid might be served, Oh, this was before people thought of drink the Kool-Aid as a reference to following a cult leader. (laughs) Oh, and for birthday parties, we had roller skating parties. Teenagers went went steady. The girl wore the the boy's ring, uh, usually a friendship (laughs) ring. And sex happened, but it was not discussed. For parents, a party was a a stiff small group in someone's living room with appetizers from Women's Day and sometimes, but not always, alcohol. Hmm, not in my family. We <laughs> ate drippy popsicles. <laughs> Sorry. We ate drippy popsicles, and we asked for money so that we could chase Mr. Softy ice cream truck down the street. That was a treat. We made clothesline tents in the backyard and played school and hospital. And theater. <laughs> we used flattened cardboard boxes to make a slide down a hill and rode air mattresses belly down, head first, down the stairs. 
and we jumped on beds, and we went to the movies. <laughs> we had paper dolls, too. Oh, and it was easier to make clothes for them. Uh, we ice skated on the lake. In my case, it was a canal. And burned our tongues on two hot, hot chocolate. We took big portable radios to the beach. Um, we went to the pool. It was too crowded to swim, and the lifeguards had to call us out every 15 minutes for a body check. <laughs> I got thrown out once. I have no idea what I did. I was really indignant. <laughs> we made projects for school out of boxes, salt and starch, toothpicks, popsicle sticks, and sugar cubes. My friend dropped her Eiffel Tower when she got out of the car, and she had to spend the rest of the semester in the art room reconstructing it. And my favorite was a map of Italy made of pizza with meatballs for mountains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and do you remember at school we had nuclear attack drills where they told us to kneel under our desks and tuck our heads as if that would help? The first time I heard a sonic boom, I thought it was a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't perfect times by any means. There were undercurrents now and then of physical abuse and other problems. But I was mostly unaware of this. We found pleasure in really simple things. You Done Somebody Wrong song was the story country music was telling in the 50s from the bar stools. Here's one you might remember, and especially the singer, Hank Williams.
Well, however young man can remember that song. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Eastern story of the 1970s had to be the arrival in 1972 of the first Lockheed L-1011 Whisperliner TriStar wide-body aircraft. The order of 50 TriStars was affirmed for April 1971. The TriStar carried up to 100, I mean, 316 passengers at a speed of 590 miles an hour. The power was from three Rolls-Royce 42,000-pound thrust engines, and a max takeoff weight of 430,000 pounds. Sad news was Eastern lost one of its L-1011s on December the 29th, 1972, when it crashed into the Florida Everglades, killing 101 people and 163 passengers. 75 passengers and crew members survived. August 17, 1973, Barbara Barrett became the first Eastern female pilot, and that's when I came to Eastern, seven, that same year and same month. Eastern, throughout the 70s, expanded its Caribbean operation. It acquired Caribbean Airlines, a San Juan-based company, became the dominant carrier throughout the Caribbean. Eastern went out on a limb by ordering the Airbus 3. 300B4 aircraft. It was a smart move because of the genius deal put together by Vice President and Finance Charlie Simon. 35 of these 252-seat aircraft traveled at a speed of 560 miles an hour and used mostly on short-haul, high-density routes. It was an ideal aircraft for consolidated freight lines to contract with Eastern for the Moonlight Special with a Central Hub in Houston, Texas. A night operation in hauls, cargo, and a large cargo compartment in the passengers at $49 on any leg of its operation. 1970, the movie <clears throat> Jonathan Livingston Seagull was a very popular, and by the writing in the song, singing of Neil Diamond. Mr. Producer, let's finish the 70s with a beautiful song by the Seagull. Good song. Clouds are hung for the poet's eye. You may find him if you may find him there on a distant shore. By the wings of dreams Through an open door You may know him If you may be 
from two engines. The 185 seats at 570 miles per hour aircraft is piloted with only a captain and first officer. Eastern takes delivery of 27 of these aircraft during the early 80s, leasing two Douglas DC-10s. Eastern goes across the pond to England and becomes an intercontinental airline. Routes through Central and South America with the southern terminus of Santiago, Chile, and Buenos Aires, Brazil. The bad. Labor management problems early in the 80s ended the airline on March 9, 1989. We'll leave the rest of the story for another time. That's our show for tonight, folks, as we come to an end with this song written in 1982. Mr. Producer? song we are family and that's exactly sure what this radio show tries to do is to bring the family together of eastern airlines sure and uh, you, you know it's hard to yeah, it's hard to uh, put together a story of eastern airlines in history like we did from 1926 all the way until there was no longer an eastern airlines and um but there is an Eastern family, and we still uh, enjoy talking about our beloved airline, Eastern Airlines, and and um, it's the host and the listeners that uh, bring us together every Monday. We look forward to these shows, and I thank very much the hosts that were with us tonight are with us tonight. Thanks so much, and you got a comment to make. Uh, we'd like to share your thoughts about uh, Eastern and uh, uh, whatever. Good time to talk. I thank you, Neil, for putting this show on. What about you guys? Another great show, Neil. Yeah, it sure Definitely. was. Sure was. I love the music, too. <laughs> I did, yeah, too. Music. Really. <laughs> You know, a lot of <laughs> songs to go through when you're trying to go through the decades and selecting the greatest uh, song of that decade. And it's, uh, I guess it's easy to do, but uh, when you look at all the fine songs, the beautiful songs that were done through 
in our case, the 1920s, the 1920s all the way up through the 80s. We didn't go into the 90s because pretty much effectively Eastern Airlines went out of business at the end of uh, well, March of 1989. It continued a short time after that. But for all practical purposes, Eastern was no longer. And um, But we still talk about Eastern and and uh, it was uh, it was a great time of my life, and I'm sure most of our me, listeners me and our hosts also, also. Well, no matter who you talk to, they all tell you how wonderful Eastern was to work for. I mean, that alone tells you the type of camaraderie you had all those years for people to say that now, way back when. Uh, you don't hear that from many employers for many businesses, so... That's kudos to Eastern all the way down the line. Yeah. You know, we have uh, Renee. Uh, Renee, are you with us tonight? I'm here. Uh, <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. You, you're going to eventually get your uh, 737. It's going to be, uh, as soon as I get the book, I want to send it to we. Probably will receive it in the next day or so. I thought it would arrive today, but it didn't. And we'll put it in the mail to you, Renee. But it's folks like Renee from Canada and uh, all over the Caribbean and uh, South and Central America, uh, the folks that uh, make up Eastern Airlines, and uh, we still talk about it. And it's mm-hmm. great to, that you guys... Uh, well, there's a lot of history to talk about, too. You know, it wasn't just a fly-by night. It lasted one heck of a long time uh, through mm-hmm. a lot of different periods in life. Yeah. And it struggled just like every other airline, but always managed to come through and probably would have if it wasn't for a few individuals that didn't put things in the right perspective. Well, remember the old phrase... Wahopin. <laughs> Wahopin. <laughs> yeah. And you know what happened to this fabulous airline? And uh it, it's just amazing. And I'm I'm sure the employees of Pan American and National Airlines and some of the other airlines. T W A. T W A and yeah, Braniff. Uh uh, their thoughts are the same, you know, as ours. But uh, how many of those uh, have the Reapers of the World, the Silver Liners, and your show? Uh, do they have things that are meaningful that people can talk with and work with and see and do things with? Um, you know, it's uh, uh, your show provides a lot more than just. Talking on the radio, it provides memories and friendships that go on and people that can talk to each other uh, and write to each other. I mean, that's saying something. You provide an area on our website where they can uh, talk by speaking in emails and sending it back and forth across the country. Uh, The weather, you know, airline companies provide that benefit for their uh, employees, I'm not sure. I've never, I've never heard of any. I haven't either. 
I mean, look how long the Silver Liners have been in, Colleen, and all the things that they do and the events that they put on and the Reaper and all of their events that they put on. I mean, it's endless. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, uh, it's kept the camaraderie together. No, It's not just one area. Nothing that we know of. Let's put it that way. If they're out there, you don't hear about them. But we let everyone know about our show and our group and our Eastern and what they did and why they were so successful all those years. I mean, it just didn't last because someone didn't do what they were supposed to do. I mean, you had all kinds of airlines, and look how strict they were with the stewardess, uh, making sure that you were there to serve people and not there to be glamorous all the time. Um, That was a big thing. Yeah. You know what amazes yeah, what amazes me <laughs> is that uh, when I look at uh, the statistics of our radio show, how far we have reached out, and how people still every week uh, when we look at the statistics uh, in uh, the back office, as it's called, of our radio show, Blog Talk Radio, they provide uh, the listeners that have listened to our show and it's amazing that uh, some of the countries that uh, we have reached out to where that to, to where? Oh, where oh uh, mm-hmm. about uh, I'd say at least 50 as uh, Chuck mentioned at the very beginning we've identified over 50 countries that have listened to us but there are about Probably thirty-five to forty countries that listen to us every week, because and, you know within wow, those countries there are up. a lot of counties. You know, it's yeah. not just one person out of uh, some of those. There are a lot of people that you see uh, on the uh, locations uh, from well, different areas. We know we've got one that's with us tonight, Renee, from Canada, and Brenda yeah. Chabot is with the Silver Liners. Yeah. She's from mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's great that we can we can have this media that we can get out to folks and continue Eastern news and uh the history of Eastern. Uh history is told in many different ways and there's uh when you look up Eastern's history you can easily see it on Wikipedia. But uh tonight's show I kind of put it together with uh, my own thoughts of Eastern through the years. Of course, <laughs> I didn't work for Eastern back in Pitcairn days in 1926 or 19 to 30 decade or 40 or, or 50. I came to the company in 63, like I think Jim Holder, you did too. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But we we look back at the history of the airlines, and uh, it's amazing that the uh, men and women that came before us that brought us uh, a company that uh, we're also very, very, very proud of. Well, well, that was a moment Dorothy? of silence for the company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Colleen, you you started back in the '60s, didn't you? Uh, 64. 64, okay. 1964. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got a year on you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Oh, 
the great times we had. It was wonderful. And I'm sure all the departments of Eastern, whether it's accounting or whether it's marketing or whether it's flight attendants, in-flight service, as we call it. Hey, you know, uh, uh, I was hoping to reach out to get to Winnie Gilbert. I don't, was she the vice president when you were working, Colleen? She was, uh, I don't know about vice president, she was in charge of the uh, the training center. Okay. Yeah, she worked herself up to vice president, yeah, with Eastern. Yeah, she oh, did. okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but uh, uh, she was at the training center then. If it, Miami Springs. I think that's right. I think I remember somebody talking about that. Not too long ago, I think there was something on Facebook. Yeah. Don't remember what exactly what it was, though. But well, to finish up yeah. our show for tonight, our guest host for tonight's show are Dorothy Gagnon, Don Gagnon, Chuck Albright, Jim Holder, and Colleen DeFelice. Did I leave anybody out? Not Don't for think tonight, so. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly thank you guys and gals. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Dorothy, what do you have for us coming up here soon? Well, coming up next week, we have Games Our Family Play for Episode 419. Uh, following for the history of the FAA, and that's going to be on July 1st. We're working on the rest of July and August, so uh, folks, go to our website. We're always updating that every single week that we keep all of it update, let you know what's going on, when and where. Uh, we also want to thank, once again, Reaper for their sponsorship and our other members who contribute to keep our program going. Uh, the Legacy of Eastern is going on and on as, as long as we can make it go. Um, we do want to mention that donations of $40 or more entitle people to receive a copy of Neil's book. Wings of Many, and also a free model of the Eastern 737 with that donation. Uh, just to let you know that the book Wings of Many is supposed to be shipped this week. We haven't heard from them as yet saying that it's on the route, but it's coming in, and once that does, and any of these folks who contributed already will be sure to get those uh, uh, packages out to you as soon as the books arrive. Uh, we have a select number of the Eastern models, uh, 737 aircraft, so uh, please donate now while you can, and we still have those. Once they go, we really don't have any way of replacing them. Uh, we uh, were generously donated that by an anonymous, anonymous investor of the old Eastern Airlines group, uh, so that was really very nice of them to do so. Uh, Reaper's first annual reunion, too, is coming up, so set your calendars for September 4th to the 6th, Wednesday through Friday. All the information is up on the website, reaperonline.com slash reunion. Uh, Jim Holder, too, has some extra 2019 Reaper T magazines for those who want one, and you can contact Jim at Roadhog37 at Comcast.net. Now, anyone that wants to let us know what programs you might want to hear, uh, any advice, any um, 
changes that we should make, anything you'd like to contribute to us, uh, you can write to us at host at EALradioshow.com, and we'll answer you as soon as we possibly can. In the meantime, please consider the going to the website, view it all. There's plenty there for you, lots of memories that are shared for you, so we um, ask you to do so. Back to you, Neil. Well, Dorothy, uh, in addition, uh, EARA, of course, we know now that uh, they won't be around uh, until the end of the year. They will be around, I guess. And uh, so a lot of the information that uh, we read in the past kit magazine, or not magazine, but a newspaper, Keeping in Touch, will no longer be there. And a lot of the chapters... Uh, around Eastern Airlines uh, bases and the countries we serve, Mexico and San Juan and all, they have chapters. And uh, we've tried to bring on our website those chapters and activities and contact folks. Uh, Dorothy, can you tell us what you have on the website about that? How well, folks that may not, right. you know, go ahead. Like- Notify us. Uh, we always have our calendar that I'll put up there with whatever I'm told, whatever people send me. And once error closes, uh, this is free to, for you folks to do that. You certainly can just write to us at host at com. Tell us what your event is. Make sure you put the date who to contact and where it's going to be and how much people have to pay, and I'll put that on our website. They can go into the calendar, click on on the, the month that you're going to have it, and peruse any of the calendar to see what might be coming up. It, it will be there for you. Uh, we can only print what you folks send us after Easter uh, Airlines in Miami closes. Uh, we don't want to usurp anything that they're doing now, but certainly we want to have an avenue there when they do close at the end of December. We hate to see them go. They've been there a long time, and we uh, uh, thank all of those that contributed their time freely to keep that place running all these years. That was an immense job, and the folks did an excellent job of doing it all these years and remember folks they don't get paid for what they do so volunteer work is only a love of the company that they work for and you can see that people really love eastern so remember uh to keep that in mind when uh you know that eastern is no longer going to be there we'd be more than happy to post for you and just write in to us thank you so much Back to you, Neil. Eastern 418, you're cleared to land.
Return to the cyber waves and the radio show plays games we played 40, 50 years ago. Tune in to see if your favorite is included. If not, tell us about it. With this, we sign off by playing the sign-off music made popular by the champagne music band himself, Lawrence Welk. That'd be a one and a two and a three. around the world and good night Eastern Airlines wherever you are we love you Eastern we love you, we love you Eastern good, good night. night team and thank you so much for being with us great show good night guys thanks Neil, so much thank you so much all of again. you it was a great program tonight we we so enjoyed hearing about the history it was wonderful love hearing it love the music thanks <laughs> so much sure <laughs>